This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show, winningcureseverything.com, on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything, or on Twitter at winningcures. Uh, let's give a rundown for today's show. We got uh, four topics, real quick topics, and then college basketball picks. Went 4-1 and one last night. That puts us at 91-64-1. And, and it hit a five-team parlay last night, put five bucks on it, paid out a cool $120. Not too shabby. So uh, we'll get into the college basketball picks at the end of the show. Here's the rundown for today's topics. Uh, Tom Brady's agent wants Trevor Lawrence out of college football. And we'll explain what that means here in a bit. Uh, Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com. Uh, went on a Boston radio station and explained an interesting theory about Baker Mayfield possibly going to the Patriots. We'll get into that. NFL Network is televising Alliance of American Football games. And finally, the MGM took a $2 million bet on the Super Bowl. We'll talk about why and everything else with that. Uh, as always, the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six incredible sports books down there. Go over to tunicatravel.com to find more information on all of them. Uh, as always, like I said, you can follow the show on social media. If you would, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite app is, we're on there. Go hit subscribe, leave us a review. Also, subscribe on YouTube. Leave me some comments. Let us know uh, what you think about the show, and then we'll go from there. But uh, let's, let's jump into topic number one. Tom Brady's agent, Don Gee, wants Trevor Lawrence to leave Clemson right now because he would already be the number one pick in the draft even if he was coming out this year. He is starting, Don Yee is, the Pacific Pro Football League. It's a minor league pro football whatever uh, that's starting this year, and it's an option, right? Eventually we are going to see somebody do this. I don't know who, but it could feasibly be Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the XFL has also said that they will not have the same eligibility requirements that the NFL does. So they will be able to take kids from college that are too early to go into the NFL. What Don Yee said is we would like to make him a player offer right away. He would be a professional and would learn an NFL-style game before he declares for the draft. Part of this is Lawrence would earn a salary, uh, he would land endorsement deals, and the league would help him do that, uh, and it would allow him to leave for the NFL once he becomes eligible. That is interesting. We've already seen some college basketball kids do this, or, or high school basketball guys that leave to go play internationally, that go straight to the G League, that do all kinds of things so that they don't have to go to school. If you are an athlete of this caliber, and you are slated to make within the next year or two or three, millions and millions of dollars. Yes, a college education is important, but how much is it worth in comparison to the job that you are preparing for then? If there are certain people that know that their job is going to be in athletics, in professional athletics, it would make more sense to prepare them for that right now. I can understand the NFL not wanting to uh, let up on their rule change, right, or, or make a rule change to allow kids in before they've had three years of, of college football. 
are three years removed from high school. I can understand that because it helps the league. It lets you know what you're getting. You're not just drafting based on potential the same way that the NBA does a lot of times, right? With the NBA, they draft based on, well, he could turn into this. In the NFL, you basically know what you're getting by the time they get there. And and some kids can continue to develop. Some do not. But for the most part, you are drafting based on need. You are drafting based on what you know that this player is. With this, these kinds of leagues, with the AAFL, the XFL, the Pacific Pro League, it would prep kids before they get to the NFL, and they could still make money in the meantime. This is something that could end up killing the NCAA eventually. It is going to force them to pay athletes because the free labor thing won't last forever. Kids going to school, yes, I understand, and the majority of people understand how important a college scholarship is, how important a college education is, all of the different things that go into playing college football, playing college basketball, at the same time, prepping for a professional uh, career, you generally go right into that if you're already prepped for it. So this is something interesting to check out. Uh, Don Yee has, has kind of set the wheels in motion for what football could look like in a few years if they are to let current college athletes, freshmen and sophomores and whatnot, immediately jump into these leagues. Now, I'll be curious whether or not they allow high school athletes to jump into them because I think that's a little harder to figure out, but we'll get to that point eventually. Topic number two, Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com. He was on with Mutt and Callahan on WW, or, excuse me, WEEI in Boston. He discussed Baker Mayfield in four or five years, whatever it is, possibly forcing his way out out of the Cleveland Browns organization because of the dysfunction there, if things don't go well with Freddie Kitchens, etc., and and forcing his way out of Cleveland to go to the Patriots. And he would go to the Patriots whenever Tom Brady decides to leave. That's interesting to me. That's I don't know what I mean, it's a, a very big what if kind of thing. But the Patriots were very interested in Mayfield before this last draft, before Cleveland took him number one. There's a reason why people like this guy. He's feisty. It is what it is. And Florio brought up, Mayfield could be the guy to bring that NBA mentality of, I'm going to go play where I want to go play, rather than just sticking with the same team. So, now he's he is stuck in Cleveland for at least the next four years, right? Um, number one picks or first-round picks, they have the four-year deal with a fifth-year team option. So Marcus Mariota, all that, they're going into their fifth year. That is a team option. If the Tampa Bay Bucks didn't want to pay Jameis Winston, they could have just cut him. So I don't see any way that the Browns are not going to keep Baker Mayfield for that fifth year. So he is at least four years away from being able to leave in free agency and do what he wants to do. Now, the money situation is a lot different in the NFL so I don't know that he would be able to walk away from a deal that the Browns would give him. But could you imagine the Patriots offense going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield in in four seasons? Because Brady said he wants to play until 45, that he's not retiring. 
I don't know that I believe it, but that would be some kind of a transition. NFL Network is televising the Alliance of American Football Games. It starts February 9th. There's a national game on CBS, and then on Sunday, February 10th, it will be on the NFL Network, and then every Saturday and Sunday through April the 14th, that's the end of the season, you will have an AAFL game on the NFL Network every Saturday and Sunday. That is a huge pickup. They already have an agreement, the AAFL does, with CBS and the CBS Sports Network. So you've only got eight teams, which means you've only got four games a weekend. Three of them every weekend are going to be televised at the least. That is, that's pretty big stuff. These guys are not going out and doing the same thing that the XFL is, where highly promoted, all that kind of mess, right? But they are getting things done, and they're not competing with the NFL. They are working with them to make this a legitimate franchise. I'm curious to see how this goes. I will definitely be watching next week, and we'll see if it's something that we may want to get in on discussing uh, gambling and, and whatnot, because I'm sure there will be lines up. But that is, that's a big deal to get the NFL Network on board with you. Everybody wants content. Live content is king. NFL Network saw that, jumped in on it. So now it's CBS, CBS Sports Network, and the NFL Network that will all be broadcasting games every weekend from now until April the 14th. Finally, last topic before the college basketball picks. MGM took a $2 million bet yesterday on the Super Bowl. Now, they didn't release who it was bet on, et cetera, et cetera. My question is, there are different people that have different betting limits, right? Some guys that are just novice bettors, whatever, can go in and put down, you know, several thousand dollars on a game if they want to. There are others that will have like a thousand dollar limit. Some guys would walk up to the counter for a Super Bowl prop bet and be able to put 200 bucks on it, 300 bucks on it. Some guys out in Vegas have a $25 limit on Super Bowl props. It, it, they figure out who wins, and then they block them. Why would you take a $2 million risk on one bet when you've got all of these others coming in unless you feel really good that this bet is going to hit in your favor, right? Like, that's the only thing that I can think of. It, the business model doesn't make a ton of sense to me, if there are no limits, basically, on what could happen. Because these are just 50-50 games. You never know what's going to happen. Somebody could pick off a pass. A ball. I mean, it, Chris always said, a football is oblong and bounces funny. You never know what's going to happen. Like, we can sit and predict and go over analytics and whatnot, but one crazy thing happens, and it's all mayhem from there, Right? So, why take a $2 million risk on a single bet? I, I don't understand it. I maybe never will. I, I guess when you're looking at $2 million right in front of you, it's hard not to take it. But when you understand that you'd have to pay out one point whatever million if it doesn't hit, that is what it is. So, I guess the, the books have to be right to be able to do something like that. But that was crazy to me. I could never imagine being in a situation where I would put that much money on a single game. I would love to know who it was that put this down. Uh, if anybody knows, leave it in the comments. I'd like to know. I'd like to hear it because I, I just, 
I got to see who this person is and how they can do that. Uh, finally, let's move into the basketball picks. I've got four of them tonight. Went four and one last night. That puts us at 91, 64, and one. And then I hit a five team parlay that, that I literally picked about 20 minutes before game started last night. Paid out $120 on a $5, five game parlay. Um, so tonight I've got four official picks. And we'll run through those right now. I've got three sides, or sorry, three totals and then one side. Uh, three totals, let's jump into that. I'm going under 147.5 with Brown versus Dartmouth. Uh, those two teams have gone under a lot this season. The metrics tell me that it should be closer to 142.7 points. So if I'm getting a five-point cushion there, I feel okay about that. Uh, I'm going under 131.5 on Davidson at St. Bonaventure. Again, both teams like to go under a lot. My metrics are showing 126 for the total. They got it at 131.5. Again, over a five-point cushion. I'll take that all day. So next one, under 129 on Maryland versus Wisconsin. Both of these teams are going under like crazy right now. Their defense has stepped up. I'm not playing a side on this one because five points for Wisconsin seems crazy to me. Although Wisconsin has won and covered four straight, Maryland seemed to get things back on track against Northwestern last week. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, but as far as the total goes, I'm going the under 129. They already played once this season, and it was a 64-60 to game at Maryland. That's 124. No, I don't expect it to be the exact same score as it was the last time. But these are two teams with slower pace, slower tempo, don't score a lot of points. Both teams have scored in the 50s and the 60s over their last five games. I'm all in on that. I think it'll be something similar to that. They are going to play close to the vest, not take a whole lot of chances. I like the under-129 on Maryland-Wisconsin. Finally, game number four, Bowling Green plus 8.5 against Buffalo. I know everybody loves to bet on Buffalo. They're 19-2 and two straight up. I got that. But they're about 50% against the spread this year. Bowling Green... At home, undefeated, straight up, undefeated against the spread. They play lights out at home. They're 13 and 6 overall. Buffalo, I understand, 19 and 2, but 13 and 6 ain't too shabby. Bowling Green, I'm not calling for an outright upset here, but 8.5 seems like way too many points. The line opened up at 7 and then moved up to 8.5. Way too many points. I'm taking Bowling Green plus the number there. As always, you can find the picks over at winningcureseverything.com. Uh, you go up to the navigation bar, and the gambling picks segment is right there. You just click on that, or you can go to winningcureseverything.com slash gambling-picks. That is going to do it for today's show. We love you guys, as always. Make sure and follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at winningcures, or myself, at GaryWCE. Hit subscribe on the podcast. Hit subscribe on the YouTube. Leave some comments. Share the show out. We love you guys. We hope you have a good weekend. Check the picks page for Saturday's selections tomorrow. And then, of course, enjoy the Super Bowl this Sunday. We will see you guys next week.